Welcome to episode two of Indie Wrestling is Dead. I'm Andrew Bowers, owner, promoter, booker of North Wrestling. With me is commentator, vibe creator, announcer extraordinaire, cultaholic's own Tom Campbell. I have created plenty of vibe in my time. <laughs> and the man in gorilla position at North Shows, you might now know him as James. I know him more formally as Mr. DJ Chop. It's Chop. Oh. Hello. Indie. Dead. 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 Well, how are we doing, lads? Smashing. I'm having a lovely time. I think the first show we've done went pretty well, actually. Yeah. We got a really nice response from it. We said, I think we got a lot of lovely reactions. We said, thank you very much for yeah, listening. We did. Much very appreciated. Got a lot more listens than we thought. I thought we'd get maybe about 20. I think we got about 23. Yes! <laughs> no, we did. We actually we, time, we got baby. legitimate listens. And we know that some of your favourite wrestlers are actually listening to this now as well. <laughs> right, so what have you guys been up to since the last indie wrestling is yeah, dead? I've just been working on MEW shows. Uh, done a couple. We've done one uh, literally the day after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've just done one Sunday gone. Whenever this is listening, we're Chop just won the heavyweight championship of the world. Brother, he's in the main event. <laughs> you got Goldie. Uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing. We've been up to Tom. Uh, oh, I was at the I was at the same main event wrestling yeah. show as yourself. Oh yeah, you were there. I'm knocking about. I had a nice chat with Paul London the other day. I saw that. He's a good egg. I was extremely. Ju- I've tried to book Paul London about two or three times. I've got his number now. I just want to give him a call. Well, the first time I tried to book him, I think he was on Target in Carlisle. So I sent him a message and said, you know, Paul, it'd be lovely if you wanted to come over to Newcastle. It's not that far. We had the show the day after. Uh, he then sent somebody at Target saying, who's this guy from North Wrestling? Is he dodgy? Is he trying to jump <laughs> I mean, in that's, on I mean, free that's... flight shirt? I mean, that's a good shout, to be fair. And Target hopefully went, yes, he's well, incredibly dodgy. Well, I haven't booked him yet, have I? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes, that's so. a good shout. Yes, I got to hang out with Paul London for a bit. He was yeah. good fun. Got to hang out with Joe Hendry the other day for that's Cultaholic. He was and good his fun. dog. And his dog, Gromit, who was yeah. adorable. Excellent. Love Gromit. How about you? What have you been doing, Mr. Powers? I have been frantically trying to book this show um, and basically pulling my hair out. I think you've got a progress show at the same time. You've got a Ring of Honor show in Bolton at the same time. Is that why you're wearing a hat so you can't see your Yeah, well, I mean, well, it's got worse and worse and worse. I, don't know, I was on a stag do last weekend, so oh, as a man of my age, just <laughs> destroying myself. Look at my age. ICW show at the same time as well. You've got, a ti- you've got two title shows at the same time. Of course there's two title shows. You know, yeah. One's a no-rope show as well. I feel like the no-rope show is like, is that just like, oh, we'll do half the setup, do a show, <laughs> do the rest of the setup. I, I often think, I often think to go behind the curtain on this, remember that night we had Rampage versus Screwface in the main yeah. event, and it was last match Saturday, a phenomenal match you can watch mm. on the pivot chair. Um, but there's a point in that match where they start like stripping away the mat and stuff so yeah. Screwface is going to drop Rampage and I'm thinking fair play these two are absolute pros they've put on a hell of a main <laughs> event they've put on one incredible performance that's capped up people from the very beginning and they found a way to start taking the ring down before the show's finished if you look at how he deals with some of the foam though I'm not going to say whose who's ring it is but when you see him rip some of that foam off I remember watching that back and uh, thinking... This is going to cost us. He's not going to be happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just want to get the after party quicker. Do you know what? This this more than likely that is the case. So there's a lot of shows happening. There's a lot of shows happening this time. So it's been an absolute bloody nightmare to book. But I think we've got a really strong card, which we'll talk about in a little while. Um, quickly going back though, I think there's a bit on Paul London that we haven't we we we, we haven't quite mentioned. Oh, okay. Why is Paul London 
in Darlington. <laughs> well, just for a laugh. Um, he's promoting a movie he's in. Um, <laughs> it it's, it's a it's a self-funded movie, not by Paul, but by uh, the writer-director, whose name is James Campbell. No relation. <laughs> uh, the movie's called Tiger Man, and it, I'm fascinated by the concept. I the honestly movie. can't wait to see this film. Right, so it is based on the Elvis song, Tiger Man, and it's set in a parallel universe where Elvis Presley is a karate crime fighter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Putting it out there into the world. Mate, that sounds... There um, it is. Paul London. And Paul London as Elvis. Oh. Is Sharknado not coming out this year? <laughs> <laughs> From the people that brought you Sharknado. <laughs> I actually, one of the questions I pitched them, you, uh, you can watch our interview on the Cold Tonic YouTube channel today um, in, in my series, Desert Island Graps, <laughs> which is like Desert Island Discs, but a rip-off. I like that. Um, but it's it's um, I actually pose the question: Was this an idea that you had in the pub? Because it does. Because I always seem to remember one night me and my brothers. And have uh, you got yourself back home from the pub yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll fucking do it. Don't worry. <laughs> I remember pitching without my brothers. We got several drinks in, and we were pitching Jeff Capes, the shot putter, to be a Spider-Man villain. Jeff Capes. Nobody <laughs> mentions Jeff Capes anymore. At the age of six years old, he genuinely was the man who I used to say at school when people say, "Who is your hero?" Who Jeff your... Capes. Why? Because he's the strongest man in the world. <laughs> who is Why your dad? He Jeff was... Capes. <laughs> That's it. Well, I'm glad that we're... We, do you know what? I love how in touch with the younger fan base we are. <laughs> to, to break down... For, that's, for a good that's, minute I'm the same age and I haven't got a fucking clue. You know who Jeff Capes no, is. No, I do not. Jeff Capes not know is literally the strongest man that's ever lived. Jeff Capes, the shot putter! Big Jeff Capes, he used to think... Mark Henry's the strongest <laughs> man in the world. Nah, mate, Jeff Capes would kill yeah, him. Mark Henry's American, though. Jeff Capes is... Jeff British. Capes is sexual white chocolate. Are you too lying about your age and you're actually older than me? I'm in the 40s or something. Oh, I feel I'm, like I'm, it. I'm tipping towards that way. Yeah, I'm not too far off it. Anyway, right, okay. Yeah, so Paul London's doing that film. I yeah, so that's why he was indicted. He was promoting, he was doing an audience with type thing as a part, mm. of, so part of the backing thing they did for the GoFundMe. Our pal was Grapple Arcade, I think, were there as well. Yes, yeah, I think, so I think, I think they were. I think yeah, pretty sure the guy from Mark, there was hosting it. I think, um, yeah. so, so he was in the area, so they messaged and said, you um, Paul's, Paul's at the Ronan Darlow. Um, you've been promoting our thing. We appreciate it. Do you want to chat with him for a bit? We'll bring him in. And he was brilliant, honestly. It's one of them things where you go, I remember, like, I'm, I'm very blessed to be sort of living out a lot of, mm. like, 10-year-old Tom dreams <laughs> in 2019, where it's like, do you remember, like, do you remember watching Paul London on the telly? I was more than 10 when I watched Paul London on the telly. <laughs> I but, was uh, 19. I was very old. <laughs> But I remember watching him, and then then suddenly there we are having a chat. Like London I'm very Ken- I'm very blessed. London and Kendrick were like they were the under they were the, they were everyone's favourites. Like maybe not so much underdogs, but they were the ones. Did they have hand me down shorts? I can't even remember. They always were like, like really, shorts, like really baggy shorts. They, they, they must have forgot the PE kit that oh, day, and they just got they what was left. That's it. And I think they they were like the last of the pleather wearers. <laughs> the big <laughs> the last of the pleathers. <laughs> um, Brian Kendrick in real life is really grumpy. Oh, is he? Tells a great story on the podcast. Oh, and you can go and find it there, where Paul London talks about how grumpy Brian Kendrick is oh, really? on tour. Yeah. Uh, I want to listen to that. Also, is that not just because they are just massive weed smokers? I mean, there is probably an element <laughs> of that as <laughs> well. When I used to smoke weed at uni, I was really grumpy. Did a show at ICW a few years ago? Mm. I'm sure I was drunk one night with Drew. What, Paul London? Uh, that was, do you know what? True what story. Was that, that was the night... That was the night where he met James Campbell, and that was the night that they pitched Tiger Man. Can you remember what he, you, know, can you remember what Paul London story, did? Actually, I know what's something. Ah, <laughs> can you remember what Paul London did? He did a top rope tea bag 
in that match. He got his nutsack out <laughs> off the top rope. Yes, he did. And teabagged. Was it Mike Renfrew or something like that at ICW? Yeah, somebody. I was so drunk that night. I wasn't ICW. he dressed as... Is it, isn't this like during his like space adventure man he was, astronaut time? Yeah, intrepid traveller type thing. He used to come out in like a big jumpsuit, didn't he? Fucking brilliant, isn't it? Uh, and, well, he's not booked for the next show, so... Oh. <laughs> no teabagging for us. No teabagging for us. No teabags at the Riverside. What did you do that night, Chop? I can't tell you. Can you not say? No, is no. There, are there legal... I've so many people how, in trouble of that How many years ago was it? Uh, not, not enough years ago. Four, maybe? <laughs> definitely well, not. Well, it's fine, because after shit. 50, it becomes, um, it, it becomes public, li- yeah, <laughs> public rights. Four years old, knowing a Chop's familial status. <laughs> definitely not long enough ago. NCL 50 preview show, I will tell you. Sunday. Oh, I'd say Sunday. I'm not drinking on Sunday. Day, but, but I will write it down so you I mean, you me. definitely tell us once we press stop on this, though, just to remind me to say. Anyway, a quick mention for our sponsor and ally on the front line of Britrest, Grapple Clothing. Their fall 19 tees are out now, made with organic cotton, which is bloody lovely for the environment. You'll spot Grapple uh, Grapple Clothing at the North Merch Stand and generally plastered all over our social media outlets, purely because we love them and we love working with them so much. Um, in fact, if you keep your eyes on grabberclothing.co.uk, our North Collaboration T-shirt will be available to purchase, supposed to be at the start of October, in November. You can come to our sh- next show, though, and you can get this n- the latest collaboration, the yellow T-shirts, which are lovely. You can get them exclusively on Sunday. I love Grapple Clothing so much, they legitimately broke my heart the other week. Oh, what? Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm with WrestleCrate, um, use the code Mr. Campbell 10, you get an ice cream. <laughs> so um, many puns. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the t-shirts that we the t-shirts that come with them are amazing and they're in they're in my normal size. So the size is good, the material's lovely. Yeah. But because I've got a bit fat around my belly, they don't fit as nicely as they used to. So uh, I've been too scared to wear them on uh, Cultaholic yet because like I just look it's You do sit behind the desk gut. though. I so know, but as soon as I just lean back to laugh, there's nothing like everything is on show. Yeah, All yeah, skills yeah. are on show, but I've got a wonderful and it's it's it actually it's I've got a few items of clothing which are like target clothing, like inspirational clothing, thin inspirational clothing, if yes. you will, that I'm keeping so that when I'm back to the way I want to be, I can walk into town in my Von Eric family world class T-shirt. And I can walk into town with my Jay Roberts trust me T-shirt. Uh-huh. I just want one of the tracks just so I can go to the gym and just don't do anything. <laughs> I'm part of the, you know what I mean? Just not do any sort of physical activity in the gym. And just, I'm part of the grapple crew. Sitting there with a Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those jackets are quite excellent. Though. You see the pants as well, but though? They match. Oh, they've got pants. They've got the tracks that match. Now. Oh, it looks lush, man. I just don't think I could pull that off. You do look like a massive mock, don't you, if you come in like... Uh, the full tracksuit, full T-shirt. But maybe because we weren't on the show, we would look all right in just full grapple clothing. Just yeah. all of the stuff. That... North tracksuits. Fucking hell, it's just another expense that's just gone <laughs> into my mind. Anyway, right. <laughs> Question from Amy Baker, which I'm going to put to the whole table here. What type of gimmick match would you like to be see to see be booked in North? Now, I've already done a cans on a pole match between Martina and Danny O'Doherty. Now, that is dream booking right there. Oh. Mr. Was. Campbell, are you going to go first? Inferno match, because there's a few members of the audience <laughs> that could probably... No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding! I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding! We got rid of them, we got rid of them. Okay, I'm kidding, oh, they're gone now, okay. I'm kidding. Uh, not an Inferno match, no, not in that venue. Um, I would, okay, <clears throat> it's slight cliche, but I'd like, well, it's two, it's slight cliche, I'd like to see a ladder match. Mm-hmm. I think the venue lends itself potentially yeah. to stringing something up from the ceiling. 
And I think, and I think, you know what? We've we, there's been there's been bigger stunts than falling off a ladder, surely, in the Riverside. I think so. You could almost fall off the ladder onto the balcony. You, you could, could jump off the balcony onto the ladder. <laughs> Lads, get on it. Robbie X, I'm looking at you, mate. Um, also, let more conventional. And a 60-minute full-fat Iron Man match. Wow. Full-fat full 60-minute Iron Man match. Ooh. I think in that venue with that crowd, they would eat it for an hour. The, and I what? would too, as a I'm fan. I'm into that because that means I have to book about three less matches. There you go. Well. It's Did good you? for the pocket. 30-minute Iron Man match. Two, two absolute units who can go. Yeah. Looking at you, Robbie X. Uh, <laughs> Robbie X getting some love this time. But two guys Look who... Look Benji. Two, Benji, <laughs> get amongst it. Two guys with the conditioning. Two guys or two girls with the conditioning to go 30 minutes. Mm. Oh, sorry, to go 60 minutes. Make it an hour. Make it an hour. Make, fuck it, let's make it make two and a half hours <laughs> with an interval. <laughs> <laughs> so what, that's the cheapest show you've ever booked. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see that at Iron Man. I'd like that for an Iron Man. That'd be an interesting question, though. If I could, if I could if for one show, if I had booked a, a two and a half hour marathon Iron Man match, and I only, I, could, but, I mean, the budget's bigger now for that because I'm only booking two people. Who would be the two people? I could book fucking anyone. Two people. Come back to that if you need to. But I think I would probably book... Xeonox. Nice. I don't know. I'm going to put that one out to the Twitterverse. If I was to book a two and a half hour Iron Man match... If you, could, if you could book two anyone. people that needed, obviously, you, when, when you're booking a show, you've got to have some people in there that draw a crowd. You've got to have some people there that you're building. You've got to have some younger people in there. You've got to have your favourites in there. So really, if I was to take out all of that and I could only have two people for two and a half hours, anyone who's active. Okay, right. Geordie Iron Man match. Yeah, that's what I'm on the way. Younger ways, I think it's exactly the same. Pack and H T Drake. Oh. Pack and HD. Pack and I was going to say Screwface, but I like that better. Screwface be good, but I, I think as well. But I think with Drake, Drake is a guy who is who the company is built on the back of. He I is your so. he is your he is your ultimate Geordie, um, your, your your Geordie bellwether. You might be and, a prick. Twenty one shows he'll have wrestled in a row. There you go. Never missed a show. Abs then and more the more reason. Like he's the gatekeeper of Northeast mm. wrestling. So I think it's I think the, the story tells itself about how this guy is just has become this wrestling machine. He's the gatekeeper of the Northeast. Whoever comes to the gates of the Northeast has to see him. And who turns up at the gates than the guy who left through the gates a few years before? I'd bloody love to book pack. I keep that yeah. that's the, oh. And if it's an and, and think, about it, think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. If you're doing a 60 minute Iron Man match, and so that's taken up the entire second half of the show, it's going to be a cheaper show. It's going to be a cheaper show. <laughs> and it's be a bastard of a match. I mean, the first half. Amazing. The first half is going to be a Royal Rumble. <laughs> with two people it's going to be me Tom and Chop <laughs> and I'll be who the hell can try and get over that top rope it's a special instead of fans bring the weapons it's a special weapons bring the fans match <laughs> what is Chop struggle to get over the top rope try that down for question and all Chop uh, what type of gimmick match um, well I would love the blue cage from WWE ah, back in the day match. Oh, match. blue by cage I'm a massive ECW mark, mm -hmm. and I would love a proper old school barbed wire match. Barbed wire match. I mean, oh, death not that front row. Everyone's getting. I wouldn't want a death match. We'd have to give everyone death matches. Mean everyone's going to fall from bloody sixty foot. Mm. Stupid ECW. Death matches are weird ones. Like. If you can work a match where it's just purely the gimmick of the barbed wire, mm. trying to avoid it, 
finally eventually after all this time they get hit with the barbed wire and the blood starts coming you only use the barbed wire you don't use extra gimmicks and all this shit mm. I think it would be perfect if you look back at the Terry Funk Sabu match that had with the barbed wire I thought that was perfect we'll have something similar to that in the North I would love that yeah I like that we'll do a special special deal floor seats come with a free hepatitis <laughs> shot <laughs> I'd have to book Sabu for it or something like that wouldn't I oh, he's oh, another one I've got close to I've got Terry Brunk DMs on my phone oh very scared. Just got really scared and didn't book him. I know, yeah. <laughs> I worked Sabu for a gorilla match. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I would have had as my gimmick match. Yeah. Like I said, I've already booked my dream one, which is cans on a pole. I think probably uh, a brown panties match. No, no. Between Bentley and um, I honestly, yeah, I think I think it would be something in a ladder match would be awesome, or like a money in the bank type ladder match thing. I think that's what we would go would for. You go to a cage? I'd love to have the, the blue cage is like iconic for my for my. I remember watching the Hulk Hogan, um, the, what were the Hulk Hogan um, videos? You know, um, was it? Silver Vision. Silver Vision. Coliseum. Coliseum. That's Coliseum. The Coliseum Vision was the UK who issued them. I think, Sil- by Coliseum I think Silver Vision took over from Coliseum years. I don't know. And I think there was, there was a, the best of Hulk Hogan one. There was a Hulkamania one. And it was, I remember watching, that was like my first entry. Was that the Hogan Boss Man one? That's the one. <gasps> that was a, that was a match that brought me into wrestling pretty much. Was that where Watch His Face turned up at the end? Um, What's he called? Akeem. No, 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 no. He had the movie for No Holds Barred. Zeus. Zeus. Oh, no, 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 no. This was, oh, yeah, this was Hogan at the start. This of the was pre WrestleMania three. It was. This was like it was pure just Boss Man Hogan. Boss Man at his biggest in terms of size. Hogan at his biggest in terms of credibility. And uh, and, Bo- and Hogan did a superplex off That's the top right. of the cage onto Boss Man, and they both were dead for an hour. Like they just lay there. You thought they died. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a was there blood in that match as well? I remember watching that as a five-year-old kid and going, or however old I was, and going, oh, my God. So the blue cage, I think, you stole it off me. But, yeah. Well, you're, you're similar because I had a, a Coliseum video one which was called Wrestling Superstars. I think I had that one as well. And in that one was uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and Rick Rude, mm-hmm. blue cage in Madison Square Garden. It wasn't the first match on that video. Rick the first match, Rude. which is the first match I've ever watched it, as a wrestling fan, was Demolition versus The Powers of Pain, yeah. Mr. Fuji. Ah, oh, God, yes. WrestleMania. But that was like the first video match, and I could recite everything for Jesse Ventura because it's the first thing i ever seen. I'm going to go watch some Coliseum videos. They're all on the network as well. Are they? The whole lot of them are on the network. Because I think, yeah, there was plenty that I had. Right, like anyway. a good Coliseum video exclusive. Oh. With uh, Lord Alfred Hayes, yes. when he does that, and he's like, "I'm backstage in the dressing room of Hulk Hogan," and Hogan will just recite exactly what he said in the promo ten but minutes. You know before, you but it's a Coliseum exclusive. Have you ever seen? Have you ever listened to Wrestle Me? Who are the Wrestle Me podcast? They're on our um, on our canvas. They've got a spot on there. Oh yes, yes, and yes. they are huge Lord Alfred Hay- Lord Alfred Hayes fans. They they brought out a T-shirt where you can where you've got the Lord Alfred Hayes shirt. 
and tie and oh, tucks beautiful. thing in. It's just fucking We should have started wonderful. the bit about uh, the, the grapple clothing plug with promotional consideration paid for <laughs> by the following. Oh, right. No. Next time. Yeah. But then it, it, after that, I it was just, uh, uh, the uh, little uh, highlight video on Coliseum videos where it was like, do 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 All the action. And it was oh, all, yes. Right, so I'm flip. just, basically oh, the rest man. of the day when I put this, when I edit this together, I'm just snipping that in. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of this. This is a pre-show review. So on Sunday, 27th of October, just mere days away, we're going to NCL 21, which is Scary Monsters and Super Creeps Part 2. I can't believe it's a year ago since we saw bloody Devlin and Robbie X. Remember that Spanish fly that they did off the top of the Unreal. Unbelievable. That was the first night I ring announced for you. Was it It was indeed. Just as Stevie Aaron. Was that that one? I, are you sure? I think you're dressed as a great showman. I did during the pre-show. Oh, right, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, pre-show is non-canon. Uh, <laughs> so you're a great showman in the pre-show. Great showman in the pre-show. Uh, and then Stevie Aaron didn't in the main. Did you turn up as well? She sort of certainly thing. did, yeah. Oh, she turned up in like a, in a female version, which yeah. looked far better than mine. 100%. But that's fine. <laughs> Not bothered anyway. You showed me up. So first off, the big news is our champion, well, is he our champion or the champion, Spike Trevay got injured the day after our last show and he's done some really bad damage to his arm and he's currently in a cast. Genuinely gutted because mm. all the all the nonsense about like Spike being the Brit Rest Blue Bloods for he's this, he's that, he's that. He's actually a phenomenal performer. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, what's been nice to see is how the industry has rallied around him yeah. when he got injured. Like, like so many places still honouring bookings. Like, yeah. he won the Riptide title via Paul though. Robinson, and I loved watching that. Yeah. I've seen um, one of the BBC local uh, news sites did a, a, a feature for him on Facebook yeah. about him as a wrestler. So, or was it Joe.co.uk? My apologies, it was Joe.co.uk. Joe. 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 Yeah. Joe. It's brilliant, that as well. It's really it's good. Of, the best thing about it is, is actually he's lifted the curtain somewhat, and it's, 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 it's him. Yeah. Talking about it. But all of a sudden you see, oh shit. He is a bit like this. Yeah. This is genuinely coming from a real place. And I think when you see that, the the kind of you see the authenticity in, in his character and yeah. why it's so fucking compelling, I think, as a character. And actually when we after the last um podcast, we I, I obviously watched the show back and watched his match with Haskins, and you just think not only is his character phenomenal, and I think we we talked before we came on air about promos and how, how, how important they are, and in fact, actually, there's a bit of a dip. It's almost like a year ago, everyone was doing really good promos, or there was a lot floating about. There's been a real dip and a real dearth in like good promos recently. Spike's more than just a phenomenal promo. He's a really he fucking good wrestler. Well, yeah, and he's a really fucking good wrestler. Yeah. That match of Haskins, I mean, Haskins... Probably, I think we talked about the Mount Rushmore of British wrestling. Haskins, possibly on there. Possibly for me, I think he's one of the best wrestlers in Britain. And he went fucking toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. That match was absolutely phenomenal. Really, really phenomenal. So it is a shame that we don't get to see him. Get I'm a big fan of his work, and I look forward to seeing him back. Yes, absolutely. In full swing. He will be at the show. Um... Because he, well, he, he forced me to take the booking. <laughs> oh, he's gonna dastardly. Be the, he's going to be the meet and greet in the, 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 in, during the intermission. I'm really interested to see how that goes. I'm really interested I'm to see. I'm buying my it. photo. I'm having a photo with him. I think I will, yeah. Yeah, let's all have a photo with him. Yeah, you can. So, yeah, so we'll see what Spike, what, what the future holds for the title. I'm not one, 
Like I said, he's only up for one show, so I'm not going to strip him of the title. Yeah, we're not but... New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to force him into an arm wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that cruel. So last night as well, we announced uh, the last show, the last match. match of the show to be announced. And I personally think this one is a fucking doozy. So as the man we've been talking about quite a lot, and we always talk quite a lot about, H.T. Drake versus Will Cruz. My new favourite wrestler, Will Cruz. I think I don't think you're alone in that as well. I think there's a lot of the North Faithful who bloody love World Cruise, me being one of them. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon of this one? <laughs> it's just it could this could be a show stealer. This I think so. I mean I don't know where about you're thinking about putting it on the card, but I can tell you that it's main event anywhere really, isn't it? This is going to be first on the show because they are, wow. they are both Ooh, getting in their this cars. Is, this is a this is a pre this is a, uh, an exclusive an very, exclusive it's very rare that I say that that when where where things are going to appear on the card maybe apart from the main event but this one these two guys are then going off and doing a double at Tidal ah. so they're getting in the car driving two hours after probably beating the shit out of each other and then going and do, uh, both wrestling separately on, on the title card wow Drake's oh. actually uh, main event in that show against Sonna Derson That'd be a good match. Amazing. I mean, this one will be better, though. (laughs) But but Will Cruz is phenomenal. Like, he is... uh, I I coined the term because he's he's from Nottinghamshire, so he's from the East Midlands. So on the commentary, you may have heard me coin the term the East Midlands phenom. Uh, (laughs) I do believe, like... Taking the mm-hmm. word phenom away from its spooky um, connotations that wrestling gives it, he is a f- he is a phenom. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he has got the build of somebody who who should, should in theory wrestle like Vader. Yes, but yeah. it's got the move set of, of Takamichinoku. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Completely Michinoku driver. Unreal. I honestly, the upside with Will Cruz. I've seen him already start winning championships in the north of England and elsewhere. And I'm really excited for what will come with Will Cruz. I feel like he's... I think there's still a bit of... There still needs to be, like, a streamline of the gimmick of of, of, of him. I think he needs to still find a little bit of his voice. And I don't say that as a dig, because I love no, the no. bones of Will Cruz. And if you're on a show and there's a Will Cruz match on, you are a lucky, lucky fella, because you're in for a treat. I mean, you've got to, you've got to bear in mind, Will has only been on two show, two shows at North. And 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 the crowd are in love with him. Yeah, that's a testament. The North faithful love him. Absolutely. Like, and I don't, he hasn't really performed in the Northeast that much, I don't think. I don't know whether he was on Defiant. I'm not sure about that. I think the furthest he's come up the country is probably Tidal and Rise. Yeah, Tidal have definitely done a show in Rise. the UK. Castle, rise of uh, we, there's a uh, currently rise of uh, been booking him as part of yeah. uh, the BWR. He's a big part of BWR. Yeah, there, yeah. So um, that was my first time seeing him, and it was a couple of days before we saw him for the first time at North, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy!" And he had a this match. Guy. He had a match against um, Screwface. His debut for uh, de- debut at North was against Screwface, and I'd seen bits and pieces in his music video. I hadn't. I hadn't seen a hell of a lot, but I'd seen enough to go, I definitely want to boot this guy. And it was, I, I, I still don't know where it was in the match. I know we've talked about this before, but he popped his knee out and during the match yeah. against Screwface. But like literally four minutes into the match, not only did he continue the match to the end and managed to, um, you know, get through a match with bloody Screwface, unfortunately lost, he ended up doing that flip that he does over the top rope, yeah. which is just. I've never seen a man of that size be able to pull that off and make it, you know, 
not kill him. <laughs> I mean, if his rise keeps going for like, I mean, this time next year we could be saying he's yeah. off to bigger companies, yeah. Because uh, he, yeah. I think if the the, the rate that he's going, mm. I think we could be like I say, saying something and going to the big. The size of the fella, the fact that for no, like you said, he hasn't really had a voice at North yet. He hasn't really. He's had. He's got one win in that uh, last show in that match against uh, L.J. Cleary, Martina, and Visage. Um, He's a, he, the way he the way he looks, yeah. He's huge. He's a big guy. For it's some reason, he's just one of those guys who just connects, connects with crowds, connects with people. Um, the crowd just get what he's about. And he's got a little bit of everything with his style. He's got striking. He's got technique. He's yeah. got the high flying, like we said. He's got the big man, but gimmick. He's got a little bit of everything mm. that makes him stand out from just being a single person gimmick. Like, you know what I mean? Like st style gimmick. As a promoter, it's great to see. I mean, if you look at like say other people who are probably in his shoes in terms of crowd favorites who could be going for the belt. I mean, we've got TK Cooper. I would say is up there. You know, uh, you got Prime. Uh, I know Alex Henry's only just come back, and we'll talk about him next, but. Is there anybody well, more well positioned than Will Cruz to just go stratospheric? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I, I, again. I think the only thing I think he needs is is just a little bit more. I think I think the only way I can describe it. I think he needs to find his voice a bit more. Yeah. I feel like he needs. <laughs> I feel like he needs into a sort of parallel dimension type company. I think he needs a regal gimmick, like a Henry VIII style <laughs> royal king gimmick, uh, who just comes out with like a crown and a cape. I feel like he needs a cape. I think I've, seen, I've seen him in other places yeah. though, where he's a, he's a fucking bastard. So I think yeah. he's, he's, he's works up. I think he's from. Um, so I think he's worked a lot more like South Yorkshire, um, North kind of. Is it North Midlands? I guess that way, um, and I'm sure the first time I saw him, he was a bastard. Maybe that was in BWR, but people awesome. fucking hated him. Mm. So I don't know. I think uh, coming up against H.E. Drake, third match at North, he's only had one win, and that was in a multi-man match. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be really fucking difficult for him. I always say I think everyone needs a little bit of heartbreak in their life sometimes, just to kind of come out the back end of it. Maybe that's all Will needs. Oh. Maybe he needs a bit of retribution, a bit of. Bit of it real. I feel like Drake as well has always is, is spent the last year just trying to get back on the road. Yeah. If you see what I mean, like I think, in if you if you look at the <clears throat> the long story, uh, mm. scary monsters and super creeps last year was it? Yeah. Where H.C. Drake faced Chris Ridgway. Yeah, yeah. Let me double check. Or was it? In, or was it the show after that? Let me have a look. Uh, when and I, I believe it was. I and and Drake just. He won't mind me saying so, it. So exactly a year ago, we had England's Hardest Men. They defeated Boris Kozlov and H.T. Drake. Right, so I think it might be the month before. And the landed then. gentry. Well, yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't remember announcing Ridgeway. I don't remember being there for that and show. I think and you, I yeah, it was. Yeah, nobody I wasn't there Until 12, nobody prayed for me. It was when we had Rory Coyle versus Liam Slater. Yeah. Uh, we had Chris uh, Ridgeway versus H.T. Drake. And I feel like since then, um, Drake has been... Has, has, <clears throat> has struggled to... Get the motivation back. I feel oh. like Ridgeway gave him such a shoe in that it knocked him, knocked his confidence a bit. <clears throat> well, I can tell you, he's really, really fucking pissed off with me because HT Drake's never had a shot at the title. Yeah. Personally, I'm not like massively happy with the way that he's doing business, but if he starts to get the wins, you never, you never know. And I think, I think this match for both of them is really going to put them on, on, a, on, a, on whoever wins it is going to really push him up a, a, a rung on the ladder. If Drake gets this win, and then hopefully he'll do it without using a belt or kicking someone in the balls or whatever, he just, or hitting his girlfriend with a bottle. If he can win against Will Cruz, 
straight up, I think it'll put him in a good light with a lot of people again. Whether he can do that or not at the minute. Whether he wants to be in a good light is another question. And whether his confidence will allow him to, as Tom was saying, I'm not really 100% sure. Either way, I think it's going to be an absolute fucking doozy. I can't wait to see these two. What a first match at start the shuttle. So get down there early, get there at half four, because they need to get the fuck away immediately. (laughs) 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 Otherwise, I'll be in trouble. So anyway, second match we're going to talk about tonight was New Nation versus Landed Gentry. What does everyone reckon of this? I loved the love that the class apart had yeah. at the last show when he returned. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. I, it's, <coughs> excuse me, everybody. I've got a right. frog in my throat. Um, <coughs> the love that the North Faithful gave when Alex Henry came out. It was mental. I think even, so even Alex was concerned. Will they remember? And you got to remember as well, when he was here the last time, he played the bad guy. So yeah. he, was, he was, and he didn't like him. Nobody, because he was the, the shit stirring last voice of the near who would shit all over everyone whatever, whatever. and then when he's returned the show that genuine love and nice to see you back but even before he walked lush. through the curtain oh, like he, when he when you just heard the class apart everyone knew everybody about. lost their mind everyone it was lovely and you I'm, can watch it back there's one kid just going it's gonna be him it's gonna be him and then it goes he goes Fucking hell! <laughs> He's back! That's <laughs> oh, amazing! And he looks great! He looks absolutely Oh, he looks incredible. phenomenal. And so selfishly, I, I, I loved how I was able to watch his face when he mm. reacted, because I'm the last person he saw before he got yeah. the curtain, everyone else was... Yeah. Out the oh, and I'd seen his face lit up when he realised everyone popped. So I, I selfishly get this. My oh, no, 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 no. So, so, when you, so he heard the pop. He heard the pop, and his face was just like... Oh, that's excellent. That's you know, that sort so of face. Cool. I don't think he said it that way. I don't think he said it that way. Leave cross apart. Oh, you fucking remember me. Get in. High five, jump five. So the last time, actually, no, just I'm going to go back to a second because you should go and watch this on Pivot Chair just to kind of maybe coupled with that voice. My favourite thing is you can see how buzzing he is when he comes out. Obviously with Primate, his good friend by his side. As the as the music that um, Park uh, what's it called Parkway Drive song kicks in, he does a little hop. He does he's this little he's holding this bin. Holding on it. He's holding this bin <laughs> and he's like fuck you see he's just jacked to shit. He's yeah, ready. He's like he can't fucking wait. And he just goes dun, 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 and he just does this little hop. He, he does a little bounce yeah. and he fucking jumps in. So we didn't. Last time we saw him was the eleventh uh, of February. 2017. Blimey. 2017. So that was that was NCL3. We're in this together when they um it was New Nation uh, versus the London Riots, which is Rob Lynch and name redacted. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the one where um, didn't he dive? He did the dive off the um off the He did the dive off the balcony and got caught by one person. <laughs> that says all about how your standing is in the wrestling when you dive and no one's bothered to catch you. Well, I said, well, he's already talked about that balcony again because I think Drake... I know what you're going to say yeah, because he said that in front of us. Oh, fancy doing a moonsault off as they know. Fancy no, doing no, a moonsault no, no, off as they know, bloody way. And also, I think because Drake's also did it, remember the first Cannons Fly match when. Oh, when he came off the top. Yeah, and he came off the top. That was brilliant. God, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the big difference is, I think Alex Henry did it in front of about 90 people. <laughs> oh, yes. At least Drake did it in, about, in front of about 250 people, so, you know. 
this match I don't know how the hell this is going to go to be honest I when when I saw this on pop up on Facebook because we don't because I think sometimes if I see you well you'll go oh these this is this is what's happening at the next show sometimes I like being surprised mm. and when I saw this pop up I was like oh what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Bowers, you okay, hon? Inbox me. Um, <laughs> run, the, run, us through, run us through the thought process behind Shreddy versus Mao. Oh, that you're going for the next one. Shreddy versus Mao. Okay, so. Um, Mao is one of those bookings that popped, basically fell into my lap. So it was like, I'd never really heard of him. I'm not massive into Japan wrestling i'm certainly not into ddt pro like i've seen all the gifts i know that jack the jobber is once their 24 7 champion um i know that he won it off joey ryan oh, that's about it that's all i know about DDT. ddt however I had a look at mao and i thought i think one of the matches i watched was him versus jun kasai and it was like a fucking horrible hardcore match um, and then all the other matches I've seen are these mad comedy tag matches. And I just thought, you know what, Shreddy? Have at it. <laughs> and he's it. a deathmatch star now, Shreddy, obviously. Well, after the last one, isn't he? Well, he's a deathmatch legend because he's had so many deathmatches yeah. now. And I think once you've had one, that's, that's the moniker that you... That you, you, you then like to the deathmatch, <laughs> <laughs> um, So I kind of thought after, you know, he, I mean, to be fair to Shreddy, he put on one hell of a oh, matchup against Primate. Yeah. One hell of a match. Um, and definitely he surprised me in, in, in what he could do. So... I don't know. I think. I think honestly, I think Shreddy's one of those people who just hasn't quite been pushed in the way. Not not pushed in the in the traditional wrestling sense. Pushed in like I've never seen him do a match like this. I'm I'm really interested to see what's going to come up here because Mao is you know he gets in um, gets in these comedy matches and comedy matches are comedy matches you know are quite difficult for your traditional wrestler to just get into they can fuck with your head mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the time comedy gets used by some comedy wrestlers like Colt Cabana or Martina it's exactly that is to get into the fucking heads of their opponent um, so for me I'm quite happy to see Shreddy a confused Shreddy <laughs> confused Shreddy <laughs> is confused will Landed Gentry be a part of this? I hope not um <sighs> There's not much I can do to stop anyone at the minute. Like, um, it, it's got a bit crazy, I feel. Um, I think, with the new, again, going back to New Nation versus Landed Gentry, I'm like, as much as I just want to see New Nation beat the shit out of Landed Gentry, mm -hmm. I can't help but think there's maybe two other people that they've colluded with that might get in the way. Um, whether we can stop it or not, like I said, this show's been so difficult to book. We're so threadbare. We're so thin on the ground in terms of bodies. Whether I can stop them or not, I don't know. So, unfortunately... Well, me and Tommy are helping, so don't ask us that. Exactly. Chop's helping, no. <laughs> you used to be head of security somewhere, didn't you? It's the 305. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Retired. Ah, absolutely returning. Half-Life freaking thing. <laughs> what do you, have you, do you guys know much about... I mean... I don't, but I know you. I'm, I, to be honest with you, apart from the DDT mm. Pro Heavyweight Championship, uh, as won by my work colleague, Jack the Jobber, <laughs> Uh, Mao is, is, a, is an enigma to me but I, again it's that whole idea of seeing Shreddy doing a, a, a very different type of match mm. um, Shreddy I feel in general has had a real um, a real learning curve over the last 12 months yeah. where like he's, he's you know away from him as a as a villainous member of hard Brexit which is <laughs> quality punnage even though I hate the people involved um, he's he's somebody who's who's 
who used social media incredibly well. Yeah, and, yeah, and he used yeah. social media like not, not many other people do, and it's and it's put him in a position where like he's he's very well regarded and booked lots of places. And it comes back to a discussion that we had before we turned the mics on the whole mm. idea of you know what you are your own self publicist yeah. a lot of time with wrestling and or are you, you going to get yourself over yeah mm. you've got to get yourself over when yeah. the, you know when you're not in the ring it's just down to before to you. i forget do you know that shreddy once jumped the barrier at a wwe show in newcastle i'm pretty sure dressed as like a power ranger yeah i was there yeah. just as a green 2013 yeah. it was, was uh, the main event because it took me a uh, nephew for the first ever show it was new age outlaws versus yeah. the shield that was shreddy and then someone jumps in the ring at the end and got pounded yeah yeah well that's shreddy that is amazing. Did you know that? I didn't know that was Shreddy. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. So are we are we hoping that um, someone's going to jump into the ring in this one as a power? No. The only, the only other time anyone's ever jumped in the ring is that guy who dressed up like, <gasps> NCL thirteen last time. Was it NCL thirteen oh, last time? Yes, it was. Must it was fancy because it was something could, turned up dressed as John Myers. And he jumped in the ring during Rampage and Scarface. How long? Because John John had taken a hit. He was down. This guy. <laughs> Jumps in the ring. I remember speaking to Rampage about this at the time because I was at, again back in Gorilla watching oh, I it. Do remember this and um, he jumped in the ring and started to count out Screwface. Yeah. And like Rampage just looked at him, and I think the guy just went, "Yeah, probably bag out." No, no, no. I, no, I remember it was it was actually really sweet because I thought, do you know what? If anybody jumps in the ring, normally like you take your life in your own hands. Absolutely. Because you are yeah, interfering. Yeah. You basically oh. just, you're better off jumping into a lion's den. A lion might have mercy. Some wrestlers won't. Um, but with that, I think Rampage. <laughs> I remember watching Rampage, <laughs> took stock of what was happening, looked around the crowd, saw this guy who wasn't, like, genuine. Okay, we don't, okay, don't jump in the Do ring. Do not jump in the ring. Don't jump in the ring. For the love of God, well, don't jump in the ring. I this can't is, confirm you won't get absolutely punched you will in the get, head. Yeah, but this was a very unique case in a very... The guy got told off afterwards, don't get us wrong. Yeah. But the fact that Rampage sort of saw what was happening and thought, Ram I thought Rampage was going to brain him. This yeah. guy, this is it, he's off. But then Rampage, I think, just put his hand on his shoulder and went, it's all right, we got this. That was it. And then the guy rolled out of the ring. I, like, think, I think in Rampage's voice, I think he went, I think I've got this. <laughs> and well, I spoke to Rampage after that and I went, oh, I am so sorry that someone jumped in the ring there. And he went, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Two things enter my mind. Do I deal with this? With comedy, or do I kick the fuck out of it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, so glad. That glad like you did the Russian. I like that, that question. Yeah. Glad you did the former. That could yeah. have been. Yeah, but don't jump in the ring. For the love of God, don't no. jump in the ring. You're an idiot if you do, and everyone will get Going back to Shreddy, though, yeah. uh, we, we said we kind of went yeah, sidetracked yeah. by that. I think you were right. Yeah, so Mao is going to be a very unique proposition yeah, for Shreddy. I think so. And I'm I think excited thing, to see it. The thing with Shreddy is going back to that thing where I think everyone just needs a little bit of heartbreak. Shreddy was out for like four or five shows, yeah. when, I mean, obviously, when he was causing problems. Problems and coming in and spoiling matches, he absolutely ruptured his bicep. It was horrible. It was like his bicep had turned like purpley black. It was horrible, didn't it? So I think the fact that he was away from the ring and not being able to wrestle, I think you really see the mark of somebody or of a wrestler at that point. Some wrestlers don't come back after injuries and just go, oh, I'm not really, I wasn't as hungry as I thought I was. Some wrestlers, it just fucking kills them when they're not in the ring and Shreddy's one of them and I've got to say that match with Primate the second match even the first match he had but that second match he had with Primate last show really did impress me with what he can do um, and I think I still think he's got a long way to go Shreddy I still think he's he's got a lot to learn I think he's got um, certainly in the ring but I think this is going to be a real fucking test it could either bomb or it could be brilliant but you've got to, you, that's what wrestling's about you've got to take those you'll come out your comfort zone now again 
hundred percent. So we've got another debut, and this is somebody that I've honestly been trying to book since probably since probably that third show, uh, Laura Di Matteo versus Spooky Susan herself. Spooky Susan! G Adams. Now, we've talked about G Adams quite a lot in the last podcast. Um, I think, you know, I've mentioned it online before. I honestly think she's been the Northeast Breakout Star 2019. Yeah, definitely. I think, again, still got a long way to go. She needs to keep grafting and doing what she's been doing to get here. However, she's won two two titles. She has. Since our last show, she won the BWR belt. Against Soraya Knight. Am I right? I believe it was Soraya. Was it Soraya Knight in BWR? Possibly. I'll double check. I'm going to go and do a double fact check on that. But Um, she also won it at Breed Wrestling. She won their their Women's Championship as well at Breed. Um, And and it's just testament to the work she's put in. Like, she's she's gone from zero to 100 in 2019. and, And long may that remain. Laura Di Matteo has been around for a long while. Yeah. And... And I feel like she's a bit of a... She's not a relation of a bull. <laughs> I mean, you can ask her if you want. She might kick you in the head. Probably. But, um, but she, she very much feels like a bit of a best-kept secret for a mm. lot of wrestling. And I, don't think that's, and I don't think that's fair. And that's not me being a dick. I just think more people should hear of her. Like, I'm surprised that we haven't seen her, you know, what we've... Like WWE have uh, have been seen to 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 take work and hire people such as like Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. and um, Killer Kelly in the past. Laura Di Matteo would be a really strong fit in that sort of yeah. mold to bring that sense of of fury and realism to a division. Like Laura Di Matteo, I could like there's there's quite a few people on most rosters of all genders, shapes and sizes who Di Matteo could batter. Yeah. So it's good. I like I like we're putting uh, Gia Adams up there. With Laura Di Matteo, I think it's. I do think that we've. It's. I know that North isn't really about like gender-based divisions, no. but there, but if you if there was ever to to go down that path, we've got a strong division of females. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the fact that we don't because I think everybody should just muck in and fight. Everybody. Yeah, definitely. I think this shows this show's been just as a quick booking point on this one. It's been. It's a shame that there's not more female representation on the show. OTT do have an all-woman show on there. Progress are running their show. So um, I am caveating it, and I am coming up with excuses. Gia Roxy, Iron Man match. Uh, Iron Woman match. That would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? I think, do you know what? And this is is quite a bold statement. I think if this this situation, i.e. like a busy weekend with talent, Mm. uh, had presented itself, and Gia was probably maybe six months further down the road, I'd have said um, Gia in the main event. Definitely. I'd have put Gia, Gia and Spike at some point. Definitely. If she's not at, now, then at some point. Cool. She's definitely at that point. And like I said, as a, as a booker, as a promoter, one of the most important things is how they connect, is how wrestlers connect with fans. The next bit, well, probably the most important bit, is is the ability and the talent. If Gia keeps going as she's going and keeps sticking in, I can't stress it enough because I've seen this before in young wrestlers who plateau, who stop, who think they've got there. I just want to see that next bit. It was against Soraya Knight that she won it against, which is just incredible, really. Yeah. If you think of where she's come in 2019, the next bit for her is the hardest fucking part. She's done the good groundwork. She's won a couple of belts. The next bit is now to go out and prove herself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's now to go, I can become X. She should be looking at getting on... Uh, like pro wrestling Eve, and she should be making a big mark on that. She should be now looking to get out of England as well. She should be looking to get off the shores. But to do that, she has to be able to be, you know, have 
all the strings to her bows. So I think we've put in there in a match of Laura Di Matteo. This would be one of their matches that she could use as a visual. A visual. springboard, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Now I know. I think they've. I think they might have come up against each other in Defiant. They might have, but I think she might have got squashed by Laura Di Matteo. I know that Gia did get squashed by Lizzie Styles in Defiant, and Defiant was very much like uh, into the bear pit for, for Gia, and I think she came out stronger from it. And you really, were yeah. squashed. Yeah, I mean, whether we, were always, we were always the stomping ground for that, which is totally yeah. fine, and I think a lot of North East Town went into Defiant and, and not struggled, but because you, you saw Connor and you saw Benji, and you saw Rory win the world title. But the younger guys, uh, like Gia, I'm really interested to see how she's come now six months down the line against someone like Laura Di Matteo, who's very, exp well, m more experienced, we'll say, but also really experienced in intergender stuff, Laura Di Matteo. So we, that's, what, that's one of the flags that we like to fly is like, you know, there are no gender barriers whatsoever, even though we are doing a gender-specific match at this point. But Laura is, v is very much... Somebody who can fight any man, woman, bear, child, <laughs> whatever. So yeah, I think this is a huge. It's going to be a big debut for Laura. I think I think she'll fit right into what we're about. Um, I think the crowd are going to bloody love her as well. And you know, if you have heard of Laura Di Matteo before, but you haven't been on a North show, hopefully that'll bring you in because I think you're, you're going to see in Gia Adams just somebody who's one of the next ones. One of the next ones coming up. Two thousand twenty twenty is going to be. A big, 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 big year for her. This might be just that thing that she's, she's got, got a lot of XP. XP yeah, right. She's got a lot of XP. She's currently a Bulbasaur. Yeah, I think beating Laura Di Matteo and doing it the right way, she becomes a Venusaur. That's it. That's exactly. Mm. It. I have no clue what he's talking about. How come on, in it, mate? Pikachu was the right idea. I mean, I don't like Pokemon, but I couldn't have found a better metaphor myself. So Squirtle becomes a Wartortle. I can't think of any more. Talking about, about debuts, Mekins we've got... becomes... <laughs> I come, oh, Arbok. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Talking, Talking about, about debuts, <laughs> we've got a three-way three tag match, which is competed by the Deadly Sins, who are New Zealand-based... Well, New Zealand-based wrestlers who are living over here for a few years. They've won some titles, which I'm going to double-check as well. They won, I think they won the South Side tag belt very recently. Uh, they're going up against returning Lost Boys. I got, really, I got really told off for not putting the Z on the end. Oh, really? Are they precious about the Z? Rufio wasn't happy with me, which is fine. You know, that's your name. I hate when people call me Andy. It's not my name. My name's Andrew. Yeah, I got that. Uh, <laughs> and the Rock and Coal Express. Now, do you know anything about any of these guys? Rock and Coal Express, I know, have been uh, around for not a massive amount of time. I saw them for the first time mm -hmm. last year at 3CW. Paul went out for 3CW. Um, and uh, I know that um, I know Scotty Rock recently did a TED Talk about wrestling and mental health. I was going to mention this. That, like, yeah. yeah. I think he did it in Newcastle, I think. It, it was, was Newcastle yeah. Uni. Really, really interesting guy. Uh, has yeah. a lot to say. And... Rock and Cold Express are one of those tag teams I think have got a lot to offer. They just need a, a platform to be shown. Absolutely. And I genuinely think North is the, one of the best platforms they would have had so far. Yeah. They're, they're, the greatest respect to BWR. Yeah, but well, BWR is their hometown. Yeah. So I think it's just like our guys, you know, when they go off to, say, Rory Coyle, when he first started getting booked at ICW, or I know ICW are much bigger than North, but say even when he went to TNT or he went out of the area mm. and got booked elsewhere... That's massive. That's huge. It, is, it gives you a different 
legitimacy. So yeah, I think this is a huge um, stage for them, and I can tell they're really excited about it. Scotty's um, his TED talk's really, really interesting, really cool. I think he's a frontman of a band as well. Mm -hmm. He seems like a super, super interesting guy. However, they're both together are just like energy. And I think as I mentioned this in the last show with North being North, it's nice to like, like bring in other guys from the North and go, actually, yeah, we should be giving these guys a chance. We should be giving them um, uh, a platform to, sh to show us what, you know, what they can do. Because I do think the North faithful take on people as their own so quickly. If they, if, if they like you, they will fucking like you forever yeah. and ever. If they don't like you, you got some trouble. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I saw Cole Quinzel at a. Um, I've never seen. I've never seen them both together. But I saw. Oh, no, no. I did see them both together. Saw them both together at an NGW Proving Grounds show in Beverly about a year and a half ago. And I kind of thought, eh, yeah, that's fine. I saw them. I saw some. I saw them a British uh, wrestling revolution video. We are. I saw a video of them. And I was like, fucking hell, they've got loads better. They're really, really cool. So I'm very interested to see how these guys go up against our fa well, Lost Boys, obviously, we know. How do you, what are your feelings of Lost Boys and Fraser Thomas and Rufio? Oh, I love them. Um, they are... I get the feeling that that tag team was born with us. Yeah, I think yeah. that. I don't know whether that's like that was something that they did previously, but I feel like nope. they were tagged with us at North yeah. and they just clicked. And they ran with it, didn't they? And then they just ran with it. And now it's like, I remember when Fraser came to me and said, oh, and now it's the Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. And, and, sure. and I think, well, I think there's something nice about that as well because I think Fraser's found a home at North. And I think oh, he's very much an adopted Jordan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because, you know, he's now the full-time announcer of Progress. He's a ring announcer of Fight Club Pro, but he's definitely a fan favourite at North and I think Rufio has only wrestled once at North before and twice. I th twice now yeah and I think people re again really took to him I think anyone who's got a bit of energy a bit of authenticity North fans just go yeah we'll have you we'll have you yeah and Deadly Sins like I said I don't know a hell of a lot about them but I do know what I do know is over in New Zealand SPW and over at um, MCW Melbourne Championship Wrestling which is a huge deal they're they're big deals. They're, 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 I honestly think they're going to be the ones where we'll come back when we do the post-show and go, fuck it, yeah, no. They were pretty good. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what they do. That's uh, Jordan Swinburne, Oz Resk Gifts. He definitely pushes all of, the, all of those from the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and he, they come with a big, big stamp of approval from him. <laughs> Well, now look, no offence, I'm, I'm not fucking booking anyone from New Zealand. Next up, we've got another debut. Oh, this is my one! I'm so excited. I am so excited. Versus Connor. Now, Gene Money, if you want to talk about breakout. Literally, you know when you see a wrestler go from like, oh yeah, Gene Money, yeah, yeah, him, oh yeah, he's brilliant, yeah, really, really good, really good to, oh shit, we should have booked him months ago. Why didn't we book him months ago? We need to book him now. The past two months, he's everywhere. Need to confirm. I'm Need to confirm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Chopper. No, no, I'm, I'm excited. That's all I just I love, wanted. I love. I just you. can't wait to see. Um, have you have you been contacted regarding his music yet? I haven't. Okay, I just want to make sure he wants Baker Street. I'm <gasps> sure it will be. Because I'm practicing. <laughs> I genuinely am practicing. Alexa, play Jerry Rafferty Baker Street. <laughs> I'm practicing. 
This is live, right. folks. Okay. So I'm, trying, so I'm trying to get the timing right. So I jump in so the crowd can sing. If you see what I mean. Alexa, volume up. So she's making sure we get it right. We go. His opponent making his North Wrestling debut. Weighing on whatever the weight. <laughs> so Shane Money. So I've genu genuinely the other day, uh, mm. Alex, I got upset, my good lady got upset because she came home and she was knocking on the door for ages and I wasn't answering, she couldn't find her keys. Because <laughs> I had that on, kept replaying the intro <laughs> just to get the timing right because I am desperate to get the timing right. See, there you go. This is why you listen to the podcast. That is worth it just alone for that. There you go. The detail, the level of detail that we People go think through. I just rock up. People, People think, think we just rock up. Yeah. This takes a lot of time. I've been thinking about this for weeks. Gene Money, though, is... is an, like, I've been blessed to be ringside for Gene Money's work at Rise. Mm. And he's got into... In the last 12 months, he's got into the best shape he's ever been yeah. in. He has been seen in more places than he's ever yeah. been in. The fact that he is, he's gone from doing uh, smaller shows with this with this fun time gimmick to knocking on the door of progress. Yeah, well, he's in M MPS, wasn't he? I think yeah. he progressed all right. I think he did well. He, he naturally progressed. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's the fact that he's, he has done exactly what we say. Like, he's a self-publicist. Yeah. And when you get him, he's a great booker. He's a great... Great act as well. He's did a great wrestler. He's a great contestant. Did you see we did at Attack? And this is my favourite thing, right? So for a wrestler, everyone says, if you're going to a show, even if you're not booked on it, you're just driving someone, bring yourself a bag with your gear in it because you never fucking know. That happened when um, TK came and Jörn Simmons, of all people, turned up in one of the cars and was like, yeah, I got nothing to do. I'm going to come watch a show. And I was like, would you like to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> so it works. However... Gene Money has now gone the next bit. He went to attack, uh, is it Goosebumps? I think it's a regular, uh, their yearly Halloween show, yeah. which looks phenomenal. Um, he went to their show with not spare wrestling gear, with a prepared, not, not booked, booked, Ned Flanders outfit. <laughs> That's next level. <laughs> that, but you know what? They used it. If, well, of course you would. You used Even it as a Halloween show you had. That you'd use it somehow. Have so, you ever come out to ODB? Have, have, who? You know the music. I've got your money. Mm -hmm. uh, no, because it's a Baker Street. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all forty-five. Lord. Don't oh, ruin my. it. Just you know that song, no? Yeah, I know that song. Come on. Fighting out of Milton Keynes. <laughs> what do you think? It's the funny? damn <laughs> dirty dog. Gene Money! Hey! Gonna nail this on Sunday. Right, genuinely, on Sunday, and, mm. I, and I am a mark, I am a wrestling geek no. who is living this weird new what? life. When I announce Gene Money, if I'll have a jacket on, but if I have a look at my arms, guarantee I'll have goosebumps <laughs> on my arm. Guarantee I'll have goosebumps up my arm right now. That's my favourite thing is when I know that you're fanboying. Yeah. <laughs> when we're on LCG money, I'm fanboying. Lush. Fan I'm, I'm mashing up Baker Street and ODB. No! Yeah. Don't mess with just play Baker Street. <laughs> okay, I'm on Tom's side. Swear to God. I swear to God, if you will call Buggers at Baker Street, <laughs> I'm quitting off. Call me in a minute, me and Tom. I'm quitting. Bye bye, Emma. I'm quitting north and, and restarting, um, restarting Rad Pro. <laughs> quitting north, rebooting Rad Pro. <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, what do we think of Connor? Speaking of Rad Pro? <laughs> He's alright. Um, no, uh, Connor's coming out ODB. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> I'm playing ODB. Um, he did that goal in the match last time and he absolutely smashed the shit yeah. out of three guys. I think, I honestly, again, this is another one with Shreddy versus Mao. It's Connor versus G Money. Really interested to see how our guys react. So, in this one, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Connor reacts. Connor's been going on. Squash in the 30 seconds, he's that good. He could, he so could. I think I've enjoyed the, the, uh, the, the build of Connor and sort of the rise of this, this, this he's a destruction machine. Man. He really is like he is, he's, he's the north north version of Terminator. Truly, is. was Tim. I'm not really, I'm not really a Terminator fan. I feel like we need to film. I feel like I feel like we need like a little short movie for him if he comes out. With, like, I was convinced Sarah Connor was gonna make You proved at Question uh, North, your oh, don't bring that up again. <laughs> I know, like, I'm pretty good at impressions, like you hear my Rampage one, yeah, when true. I know the person. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I do know who Sasha Banks is, and now <laughs> I've been inundated with GIFs and people send me plenty of videos, I'm like, oh yeah, she does do that, yeah. Mate, uh, mate, she wants to book, she, she wants to book him for North. No, <laughs> you're not heard. Just don't tell her. <laughs> okay, so the last matchup we've got to talk about, uh, I'm again... Obviously, I'm looking forward to all of them, but this Screwface versus TK Cooper, round two, the mm. proper version this time, and it's a two out of three falls match requested by Screwface because nice. he wants to beat him twice. And he doesn't have an excuse. Yeah. Then does he? He can't beat you twice now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm really interested to see how this one goes. I think it's, I'm glad that we're doing it because mm. I was, it was one of the matches on the docket for that show that I was really excited about. Yeah, never happened. I think it's a. It's it's Screwface who is very much in the same sense as HC Drake, very much like a a Geordie gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, and TK Cooper, who's very much been adopted by the Northeast. Yeah. Oh, he's called the Daddy of North now, the isn't he? The Daddy of North. Yeah. And, and then when he goes to other promotions, he calls himself the Daddy of the North. <laughs> we know who he's talking about. He's the Daddy of North. Yeah. yeah. We all know this show, but I'm excited. I think these two will have some amazing chemistry together. Cooper's yeah. just brilliant. Cooper, like when we first met him. Like, mm. He was great, and he was the part of um, England's Hardest Man, Too Hard, and uh, he had the dunkarees, and it was just a very interesting look, but he's he's really, he's serious up yeah, his game. Very much so. And, I think uh, he's another one who's, he looks to have lost a bunch of weight, like got in really good shape, and just like become, I mean, he always was a really good wrestler, but it's that thing again of going up another notch. And that's how you can tell the good wrestlers if they're getting to a point. I mean, Tika's had a couple of injuries as well, more serious than the one he had uh, two shows ago. Um, but since he came back from the big injury, he's just, again, gone another notch. Yeah. And I just think he should... How he's not everywhere, I find bizarre. And when he came to us and said, oh, he hit his ankle when it was supposed to be screw face versus him, I think it was at Party Till You Puke. Um, I had to say, no, I was like, I can't... A, I don't want him to get properly injured for kickoff. Yeah. Um, at his show the next day, I was like, if you're going to be okay for that show, just, uh, it's fine. I've got Jane Simmons, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But also, I want to see them properly wrestle. I want to see them have a proper match. I yeah. want to see TK Cooper versus Screwface. It's actually Spike Trevay who tweeted before Party Till You Puke, sleeper match of the card. Mm -hmm. TK Cooper versus Screwface. He said, this one's going to be... Well, I know I said that before, that the, the, mm. the first match was going to be a, a, a short speeder, but it's another this one, is yeah. just another one that could yeah, be... Yeah, I think this is another one that, you know, like... I think it'll bring the best out of Screwface as well. Yeah. I think he seems to be somebody that, weirdly enough, the crowd are starting. It's taking a long time. The crowd are starting to kind of go, actually, 
we really, we really, really like you and rate you. As someone who's been around longer than most people, and I think anyone on that card, um, it has taken his time, certainly with the North crowd, to get to a point where they appreciate what he does. There is a percentage of the crowd who've always appreciated what he does, and I know the whole locker room and anyone who's ever worked on the show understand how good Screwface is as yeah. a wrestler. For some reason, never quite connected with the crowd. I can see that turning a little bit. So at the Progress pre-show that we did, um, I've never heard of a Screwface chant before. Well, it was bizarre. And I genuinely think this match for both of them, again, like H.T. Drake versus Will Cruz, like Laura DiMatteo versus Gia, Gina, uh, Gia Adams, whoever wins this one is kind of up, a, it's up another level. They're going to go just slightly up. And I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a special one. That, that match will put you in the main event picture of mm. the title. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So that's it. That's what we've got for the show. We've also got a fancy dress competition. We have indeed. So come in your best fanciest dress costumes. I don't think you've realised how serious our so, lot are going to take this. Oh, oh you realise. That's it's why so I love serious. the North Faithful. I don't even have to advertise it. I will be advertising <laughs> People have just assumed show. there will be, and there yes. is. And they're doing it, not even for a competition. They're just doing it. There I are two it. people dressing up as Orange Cassidy, which I think is mental. But uh, yeah, I've heard a couple of other things. It will be fun. Have you got your outfits on the chat? Do we talk about no? no. no. You know what happened last time? I got I got in a in an outfit when I got dressed up as Vince McMahon. Bloody John. <laughs> John, John forgot John forgot to stay in his lane and give you a stunner. It's ridiculous. Well, it was Stone Cold John Myers, wasn't it? Stone Cold John Myers. It's yeah. the it's the other side of uh, of John Myers that we try not to. <laughs> it's the it's the Keishin Liger of John Myers. <laughs> is uh, Stone Cold Keishin John Myers? Myers. <laughs> you got your uh, costume sort of Tom? I certainly have. Oh, I'm very excited. Can you give a clue. Um, okay, I'm going to give you a visual clue. Oh, my God. Get closer to the mic and just do that. <laughs> That's my visual clue. It's a weird wrestling game. <laughs> I saw that, isn't it? That is, really. What yeah. the fuck was he just doing? <laughs> so don't forget... Put you can, trousers back on, hang on. You can subscribe... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Are going you going to be dressing up? Yeah. I'm not actually. No, I'm not actually. Why? Oh, we think we should... Do you want to know the real reason why? I think we should put it out on Twitter. Should Bowers dress up for Sunday? Does someone want to buy me a costume? Andrew Bowers... No, we're not having that excuse either. Well, I'm going to... Well, this show got moved because it was supposed to be on the Saturday night. It got moved to the Sunday night. Uh, actually, it was supposed to be then be the weekend before that. There's an MEW show that was this weekend gone. So this show, well done, Mickey got, the Dragon. This show just got pulled from pillar to post. It was then supposed to be a little bit later. It was supposed to be the start of November. It didn't happen. So then it, the only time we could do it was this Sunday. Uh, I'm going to Manchester the night before and going to see Forte. Does that mean we should give him a costume ourselves? We'll sort your costume. Right? Okay. I mean, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah, we could do it. Okay, let's do that. Let's put that out and say, I will wear whatever costume comes my way, as long as it doesn't show off my, like, balls or something. <laughs> my ass. What kind of costume? <laughs> I don't know. Sasha Banks costume, basically. Is what like. You pick a costume from 2K20, maybe. <laughs> someone, just sent me, um, someone just sent me a picture of W2K20 and how broken the game what? is. And the, the costumes are clipping out around everybody. It's that beautiful. Is wonderful. Honestly, the game's so bad. So don't forget, you can subscribe to North Wrestling On Demand over at northwrestling.pivotshare.com for only $3.99 a month. Features past North shows and select shows from Jury Ryan's Bar Wrestling and White Wolf Wrestling. And what was that weird one? 
What was that weird <laughs> one? Uh, what Jeff was that Jarrett, weird one? Jeff Jarrett and Conan ran, and it ran in uh, WWE, oh. World Wrestling, all sorts. Is that on there? I've got a couple of shows on there. However, I keep forgetting to take them off because there's some really homophobic stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take it off. Anyway. <laughs> so, Watch them now before they're gone. <laughs> so, uh, okay, time capsule. We're going to look back. That is a time capsule. <laughs> wow. wow. I want to watch Jared and Karen. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. I think it was. Do you remember? Green the, people, eh? Whoa! Do you remember Lenny and Lodi? Oh, yes, the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, and they were on that show. And I think it was mainly. I mean, they weren't presented in a very good way. It was but more the crowd. The crowd were weren't so great. But I think it was also. The way they were booked. Anyway, let's not get into Being that. Being rated by a Grapple Pride t-shirt. Well, there you go. Good shout, <laughs> Grapple Pride. Well, I was watching it, yeah. Anyway, time capsule time. We're going to look back on, just briefly, at the card we had for our first ever show, NCL1. Brace yourselves. Oh, nice. First match we ever had, and this popped up on our timeline because it was a hashtag Damien Dunn Appreciation Day, um, which I was all behind because I think he's probably one of the most underrated underappreciated wrestlers of all time Actually, what, what I'm thinking before we go into yeah. into that chat me up on this Bowers I'll always chat you up chat yeah. me up on this Bowers your thoughts as the timer ticked down in the Riverside mm-hmm. as you're about to do your first show what was going through your head what the fuck have I done this for <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god 20, I think we've talked about this before 24 hours before that Will Ospreay just pulled out I was still trying to find a replacement didn't know whether many people were going to come. I think we only sold 40 tickets advance, but 160 people turned up, which was weird. We've never had a, um, a door sale like that before. It's fucking weird. Maybe back in 2016, nobody bought tickets. I don't know. Uh, Shit myself, talking in front of... and I'll, We'll go through who I, who I sat, stood in front of with um, my did girlfriend. Did you do a pre-show? Mm-hmm. speeches beforehand as well I typed it all out because <laughs> uh, I always out. thought like, you used to do them with the boys like yeah. that wasn't until like, a year in, into no, it but you started from the first yeah, show yeah. Yeah. I did that from the first show um, and I had Jade my then girlfriend now wife on one side and Carl on the other and me with a piece of paper with it written verbatim of what I was going <laughs> to say to people I missed out about 90% of it <laughs> a lot of it was just like Wanking off. <laughs> Yo, so good. <laughs> I was trying to do the Heyman speech from um, uh, Beyond Early the Mat. <laughs> Tonight, we get the chance. We get this the chance is the to dance! <laughs> you're my <That's> wife! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, you're wrong! Fuck you, we're right! That's exactly it. Uh, so, right, okay, so imagine me with absolutely no wrestling uh, experience, booking-wise, at all. First match... We had Damien Dunn versus Sweetheart of North, Liam Slater, who was actually really, really, really lovely. One of the, one of the guys who really helped me out. Did you have him then as Slater, or was yeah. he... Yeah, he was Liam Lazarus, I think. He was yeah, Liam, Liam Lazarus, Lazarus yeah. was he, was he Lazarus. Was he the Lazarus? Was he Lazarus? Bigabus I know, Cisco, actually, no, no. Yeah. I think before that uh, show, I think he got in touch with us and went, look, I'm, not, I'm not Liam Lazarus anymore, I'm Liam Slater. Um... Yeah, but he did the... Well, I don't think he had a choice. He came out to it, because I don't think he had any other music. And even if he had come out to anything else, everyone would have gone... I'm pointing my fingers up in the air. That was the first chant, first ever North chant was kick him, kick him, kick him in the cunt. Wow, was it? I honestly think that maybe set the tone of where we were going to go from now on. Gee, I don't think we're going to do a family-friendly show now. Like. 
second match that, of that show was Baz Ban with Rory Coyle as his kind of manager versus Don Black. Now, Baz Ban and Rory Coyle came out and basically beat the shit out of Liam Slater with a chain. Uh, and Don Black came out to save him. Um, and it was Baz Ban versus Don Black. Um, Baz Ban generally scares the living shit out of me. Such a strange character, Baz Ban. Um, the jazz, yeah, he was only on six shows, six or seven shows. But he definitely lives long in the memory of anyone who's ever seen Baz Ban live. Like, I think I don't think anyone ever forgets. I don't know what the fuck happened to him, though. Yeah, he just sort of disappeared into oblivion, didn't he? Seemed into like? a shallow grave, possibly. Oh, quite possibly. Third match, which this one's oh. ridiculous. I mean, they're all quite ridiculous. El Ligero versus Jack Gallagher. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about Jack Gallagher being on your foot. I think he signed, I think it was two weeks later, he was at yeah. WWE, and we were one of the last uh, independent bookings. And that was literally just like pure luck. Pure luck of me going, do you want to wrestle? <laughs> you go to WWE. And he went, yeah. He turned up really late because he was walking around, um, walking around Newcastle. I imagine he'd just be walking around with his brolly. Yeah. It was a lovely day as well. It was in July. Uh, next match, Martin Kirby versus Pete Dunne. Watched this recently, actually. Me and Matt sat down yeah. and watched this recently. It's a very, very good match. It's shot very badly, but it's a very, very good match. Exclusive here, Martin, Ker Martin Kirby is coming back to North. Wow, really? Yeah, oh, Luke's. what a treat. Love Martin Kirby. It, we were one day late of him coming back. This show, I think he comes back on like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, from Japan, uh, where he looks like he's absolutely smashed he it. He's having the time of his life. He looks like he's absolutely oh, smashed it. So, yeah, I'll not say when, but he will be coming back. The next match, well, the second to last match was The Fuckers. <laughs> Chris Brook and Tyler Bate. The Fuckers. With a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Is it with a Z? Uh, Get that right. Um, I, so they came up to me and said, Oh, we haven't really got a tag name. Uh, can we use one? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Uh, we're not going to tell you until it's said. I was like, I, I can't tell whether you're trying to ruin my show or whether you're ruining me. <laughs> and it came out as well, the because it was your first fuckers. show, you were just like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I said, whatever, it's fine. I'm surprised they didn't get over in NXT UK, to be honest. Brooks yeah. and Tyler Bates, is the fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks wasn't really known at all then. I hadn't heard of him at the time. I didn't know him at all. I feel, I feel like Chris Brooks is, he's made a real name for himself as a mm. solo guy, but it's almost under duress because I feel like every time CCK started to get going, oh, it's a shame. there was injuries everywhere. And, ma and mainly to bless a kid like us, yeah. who just, I, I, my heart breaks when I think a kid like us, how strong a performer kid like us is, and, but just how many times he just fell it's Pro a real shame that one, and we know it was, it was such a shame. We never had we had him booked. I think it was twice we had him booked, and he got in, and his injuries came up. So that was that was rubbish. But yeah, we were supposed to have like literally at the peak of their career. I think it was NCL six. It ended up being Baz Ban versus Rory Coyle, but we were supposed to have Sons of Ulaid versus CCK, which at that time as well, because uh, both were just really hot, would have been fucking brilliant. So that's one of the ones that got away. Unfortunately, but yeah, the fuckers versus the new nation. We only saw three matches of the new nation because they were only on three shows, and now they're back. There you go, yeah, history yeah. repeats itself. I believe. Did the new nation do some stuff in absolute as well? They did, they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had them, they were just a destruction tag team, really. They yeah. went through absolutely everyone at absolute. They um, did. 
Yeah. Actually, first, first, the show that I decided I was going to start North was an absolute show at the Linskill North Shields. And um, I remember his family friendly show, and Carl, who's uh, the man on the music, shouted something at Alex Henry because we were all very, very drunk. Uh, Alex Henry, at a family friendly show, turned around. I'm not going to say what he said. But he said something really awful to Carl. <laughs> so I booked him for the first show. <laughs> and this is a time where we didn't know whether we were... Like, you said there before about NCL, where yeah. he came out with the fuckers. There was going to yeah. be an adult show. We didn't know whether we were going to be that. Family or adult. Mm. We were kind of in the middle in the end because yeah. we would get times when people would... Yeah, when I came in I thought the, the proviso was absolutely was the family show and North yeah. was the adult show and then after we started doing like kidnapping angles and hardcore matches. I was like that hardcore oh. match between uh, well ended up being Connor under the mask and Jason Pry and Primate. Oh, it's disgusting. It was disgusting. Get some paper and give your brother and sister from paper cuts. It was disgusting. Then, going back to Brace Yourself, NCL1, first ever main event, HT Drake versus Liam Thompson. Mm, As born out of the fact that, well, lots Brace said no thank you. Yeah. And, uh, he did say no thank you, he just couldn't make it. No, he didn't. And I think, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was excellent. Um, who was your ring announcer that day? A guy called Ian Gordon. Ian Gordon. He's a comedian. Um, he does a comedian called uh, Fernando, is his comedy act. And me and my girlfriend, uh, now wife, my wife, saw so, um, him on our first date in Edinburgh. Um, so I kind of got to know him because he lives in North Shields. But it turned out that, yeah, he didn't fancy doing it full time. Who replaced you that time on Absolute when you couldn't make it and we had to get some? Was that Ian? The same guy? Nah, no, I think it's the only show he'd ever done. No, there was somebody that you Remember got... when we were doing the tapings and you couldn't make it or something, and we had to get someone else, and he was a comedian. Yeah, who did you get? Who the hell was that again? Did you not... You didn't get um, Carl Hutchinson, did you not? Know? Who was it? I'm shit with you. I can't remember. It'll be on the absolute YouTube, surely. But um, yeah, that was a time. That was yeah. yeah. No, I, just, I, I couldn't remember the name of the guy who you had the, as the first announcement. Yeah, it was a shame. It was pretty good, but looking back now, things things worked out well. Don't worry. It did all right. Yeah. So he's a little bit over the top at times. Yeah, Ian Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> the new guy's fine. <laughs> he keeps it. Gene Money. Um, Right, so now yeah, we're going to answer, answer some of the Q&A, or some of the questions from the mailbag, should I say. First one I'm going to answer from Sean Barrett, and I'm going to let you guys answer this. We've talked about it a bit briefly already. Sean says, and I know Sean's a season ticket holder, the first match always sets a tone for the night ahead, and North always does this really well. What do you think makes for a great opening match? Now, I've always, always, always struggled as a booker with making sure that we get that first match right. It's always really difficult, especially when logistics come into play, like they are for the, ne the next show, and people have got to be elsewhere, or you've got people driving and they all want to get off. Or, you know, they might, especially in Newcastle, every drive is like five, six hours away. But ideally, I want something quick. I want something full of action. I want something not, with no rest holds. I don't want any bloody slow parts of the match. I don't want any brawling outside, really. I want it all in ring. I want it quick as fuck. I want high energy, and I want to get people up. And I guess the rest of the card is then spent kind of maintaining that yeah. kind of up and down and I up and like down. I think, like you say, once you take the fact that they're out of the way from the... If they don't have to go anywhere, mm. rather than be setting people off, then it's 
just basically the people who booked on, where do I put them in the card? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think comedy should be a first match. No. I think it should be, like you say, fast-paced. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you say, it sets, sets the tone, tone for the rest of the court to try and keep up with that pace. It is, yeah. yeah. I think, you I think yeah, yeah, as long as, as it goes ding-ding and off we go. So I, think I, I don't want, I don't want like a big grunt. I don't, I'm just saying that. I think that if you'd started the... Um, I think actually, no, knowing the, knowing the, the, the twist in the arrival of Alexander Henry, mm. I wouldn't have said that. But if there wasn't, say, Alexander Henry wasn't getting involved yeah. Uh, in the Primate Rules match for the yeah. last show, I would have started the show with something like that, maybe. Yeah. So that would have been one. I, I still think one of my favourite ones was NTL 8 and Tapped when I first went, ah, oh, shit, I've really got to start. The first and the last matches fall quite flat, they can, and, and that can really set the tone of a night when the first one falls flat. We did Team White Wolf against uh, Deputy Dunn and Kip Sabian and that was an opening match and it was just mad it, like, I think sometimes as well it really when you've got, well. you got the interval coming it's how would you send them off to the interval and how would you bring them back from the interval to set them up because there's a, that's that 20 minute break you sometimes get so you've got to either deflate them yeah. or they get them ready for what's coming up next if it was a good match before you know what I mean exactly if you've got three matches in the second half and your fourth match or your last match in the first half has been brilliant then going into the third, we're then, we're then, we're then yeah. thinking, right, well, we've got to, we want to keep them up for the main event. Bear in mind you've been standing up for two and a half hours. And you've been drinking, so everyone's a bit slurry and tired or whatever. To then yeah. balance those three is actually really, really difficult. Your first one's got to get everyone up. Your middle yeah. one is then kind of got to kind of maintain it. Don't get everyone yeah, too yeah. excited, yeah. but keep everyone kind of going. Give them a little bit of enough to kind of, okay, we're still awake. But then the main event has to then have everyone up again. Now, that's actually more, more so than the opening match. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes, is just make sure it peaks at the end. When, when we came, came back, back from the second half of the last, last show, it was a comedy match, mm. which I felt at that point that he'd been drinking quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it kept them. Uh, Club Tropicana and Lana Gentry. Fucking hell. You know I, mean? I watched that match back, by the way, properly. That's. Club Tropicana are fucking brilliant. Can we have them back? Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> we need them back. So hopefully, hopefully we uh, answered that question there. Got a question from uh, ben- Benjamin. Um, following a question I get asked a lot from the best North fans Bowers you coward where are the landed Gentry's tag team championships <laughs> they've got plates what more do they want yeah fuck off <laughs> <laughs> buy some clean underpants yeah well they, I, I think what they still go into as well is another question from Matthew Alderson have you ever considered a mid card title straight off the bat I'm going to say no I don't think I ever have um, it took us nine shows to get a title which was over a year and a half mm-hmm. um no I, I, personally i don't i think no. I, I, I don't think we need more titles one of my my main gripes in modern wrestling is too many fucking belts anyway yeah does my head and look at wwe how many belts they got honestly about 15 i can't 16. keep up with some companies the amount of belts they got which just like, devalues all of them though That's a it just it thins it thins the herd for each single belt that you have if yeah. you have a division for each of them north does not need a middle belt if you think north needs a television championship you're wrong yeah you really <laughs> are you've got television for a start i think something that i would like to introduce and this is something that we might look into 2020 and this is me just spitballing something i thought about for a while is key to the city something like key that, to the city. A, a tournament type thing. i think i mentioned it didn't i on the yeah last i like the idea idea of like a, like you always have a show which is like a one night tournament where there's a, mm. a prize be it like a title opportunity or like something that they tag, carry for tag the year belts as well yeah possibly like um i can't buy two titles then i've got to design them it's like a lot of work <laughs> going on there, isn't it? 
Money don't grow on trees. <laughs> but I think I think another singles belt would make it would, yeah. would make it pointless. It's just like what are you thinking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll chuck these ones together. It's Chris Kinlock and Colin Barker. Chris Kinlock asked first, when are we getting a North Deathmatch invitational? I just don't think that would work. No, We've never really been able to do death matches properly. We do intense hardcore matches, I would say, sometimes. Put it this way. When you see him arise and you see the destruction it causes, mm. they can get away with it there. Yeah, yeah. I don't can see it? the Riverside. <laughs> well, I can't see the Riverside being very nah. well known to us, wrecking it completely. We'd have to find a new venue to do something like yeah. that. It's like it's, swearing, mm, yeah. right? It's like swearing. If you swear all the time... The fuck mm. you talking about? Exactly. Right. You swear a lot. I fucking don't. Yes, you do. You Sorry. swear a lot. And Bowers, you swear quite a bit. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't. I don't, I don't swear, swear very often. You swear a lot when it comes you to announcing, Tom. I do, yeah. But, but, no, he but, doesn't a lot. No, he doesn't. No, he but doesn't. not in the grand scheme of things. No. Like, like, we, like, when we chat like this, like, I don't swear very often. No, no, no. But if I was to sit down and say... Whoa! Whoa. Hey. Actually, yeah. We can <laughs> Time stamp that and right? that because you can't have that. That's your gimmick, death, man. Death match, right? If you have a death match tournament by oh the eleventeenth match, by the eleventeenth match in the death match tournament, I mean, black clouds coming out of that window now. There you go. What's going this on? is it. This is it. If I said that all the time, I'm fucking shocked, and no one, no one cares. I've just said fucking. The matter, you see exactly because because I don't say it all the time. Yeah. If you have a, if you have a, like a whole night of death matches, yes. it's like the bars can get higher and higher and higher. People yeah. are gonna get more and more passive. Andrew, I feel dirty and <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So by, by yeah. the end of a death match tournament, like these guys have just expended their bodies yeah. and just put themselves through like people who spend the night picking light tubes out of their skin for like a diminishing yeah. pop. Yeah. And 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 that's I'm, 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 and that's no disrespect if you if you're a promoter that puts on deathmatch tournaments if you can do it and do it no, well yeah, you can yeah. follow the pace and then much well, respect the to your mad love to you but it doesn't suit do. do yeah correct I think the TNT DOA one brilliant and yeah. they bring in some mad people and then you have got CZW tournament and death and stuff like that and it's just you know but what makes no special is the fact that the variety you've got all yeah. sorts of different I've always said every every show that we book is a variety show yeah. and just as I was talking before about the flow of a show. That lends itself to to variety, and I honestly think you know it's been it's been difficult for us enough to kind of establish our crowd and get to the point where we have a decent sized crowd. I think if I'd then just chucked in something that was very monosyllabic in um, in its booking, mm. I think it would put people off. Mm -hmm. I think I don't think that's what we are. So thank you for the question, though. Um, Go wash your mouth out, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so what the second part of that was Colin was saying, steel cage match, who would you put inside it? For North, mm. Primate. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and usually... <laughs> oh. Because, I'll tell you why, a cage match is usually so people can't escape. Yeah. Benji's the sort of person, if he was up against Primate, he'd be trying to escape yeah. out. But with a cage, he can't escape, so that would be perfect. Gentry Nation Cage. Exactly. I like that. With a roof on top. Yeah. So we're, we're <laughs> making a mini hell in a cell. Does anyone in the Newcastle or greater area have a blue old cage <laughs> that can get Does to any the any sheet metal workers want to fucking build this So before... Get down the shipyard. <laughs> from off of the I past. Actually, I just fucking loads of them. Yeah. She was dad of Westing. <laughs> before the promotion, this is Jamie Pascalis, before the promotion got given the name North, what other potential names are up for consideration? I'm going to tell you none, because North Wrestling was my uh, total extreme wrestling 
um, promotion name. Ah, I thought he was going to sell his backyard wrestling uh, company when he was back in school there no, for a second. No, no, I don't think I ever had one. Oh, I know, I, had, I ran some I Yahoo groups, <laughs> I ran some Yahoo clubs. One was called Old School Fedding, OSF. And, oh, here's oh, one. If here's you spell it that wrong, it could be disaster. <laughs> this was in my mouth. The police are going to have to check that history. No boy. Very different clientele. It's a very different time. Um, I also had one that I ran with my mate in EFED called The Games. I was about 13, purely on the proviso that we could go, let the games begin. <laughs> that was it. That was, the, ah. that was the whole concept. The, 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 uh, with North, because um, mm. even Matthew, who does commentary, he gets confused. He does, not he? he keeps going this NCL. North, NCL. Matthew, just call it North, mate. Right. <laughs> the NCL, oh, right, just to clarify this, right? It's North and it's stylized in capital letters, just like Pro, Re- pro Wrestling Noah is, okay? That's, just, that's all the, that's the only reason why. Nobody has to have real reasons in pro wrestling. wrestling <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, okay, it was nearly called Pro Wrestling North. Right, so, was it? Yeah, yeah. That's so, with North Wrestling NCL. NCL is simply, it's not the abbreviations like WCW or ECW or WWE or anything like that. NCL is simply Newcastle. It's the name of the airport, NCL. And he's very particular on this. Like, even when we're in a group message, if I write North normally because I'm oh. doing it really fast, say fucking capitals. Now, this is it. This got me God, in, capitalize it. This got me in trouble the other day because um, Alex said, Alex had messaged me saying, we're doing something on Sunday, aren't we? And I said, yes, it's North. And I always capitalize North. Oh. And she went... There's no need to shout, I've just forgotten. I said, no, 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 that's just how I always distinctly write it. She thought I was being funny with her, I messaged her. I was like, no, 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 no it's just I'd forgotten. Said, yeah, whatever, just calm down. So no, that's how you spell it. Well, True story. North's got you in trouble, call this number. North's got a lot of people in You're trouble. You're affected by the issues of this programme. North has got a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> anyway, I think that's going to be us for the day. I think that's us done. Well, thank you very much for for joining us episode 2 of Indie Wrestling is Dead is Dunzo you can find us at northwrestling.co.uk for merch and tickets to NCL 21 Scary Monsters and Super Creeps October 27th which is this Sunday let's fucking hope I edit this quick enough to get out before then Uh, you can also buy tickets for will you be able to buy tickets on Monday at 9am for NCL 22 I Don't Need Your Medicine which is on a December the 8th. Is that what it's called? Yeah. What song is that from? Because you always get these titles from songs. That's from a therapy song. So that's probably the first song which I'm not massively... Massive, yeah, that, that came from a friend. That one, that was a request. So shout out to him. I'm excited for NCL 37, Agadoo. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's on the list, like. Um, You can follow us on North Wrestling NCL on Facebook and YouTube. North underscore NCL on Twitter and Instagram northwrestling.pivotshare.com to subscribe to our on-demand service and you can email me for any correspondence at andrew at northwrestling.co.uk big thanks to Grapple Clothing and to you the North Faithful we're fucking out of here Alexa please play ODB no (laughs) no no. yes (laughs) Alexa you filthy bitch Indeed.